Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, good morning. Very pleasant good morning to you. And uh, it is uh, Friday. Let's see, the 8th of, uh, 8th of July. My name is Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We'll be here for a little while this morning. We have a lot to talk about. I think you'll find uh, some of the ideas that we'll share with you of interest. And um, and you can hang around as long as you like. Uh, many people are listening on audio today. Much, lots, uh, a few people on video. Most people do the audio thing. And if you'd like to join us, I suspect that we're all set up to go. I haven't checked the 800 number, but it's been working all week. 888-663-6386. If you try to get in and can't, just email me and I'll reboot it. Every now and then we have to we have to reboot. Well, uh, good morning. How you doing? Really? Pretty good, huh? Pretty good. I thought we'd uh, start off this morning with an idea uh, of about uh, healing and uh, why and how we why and how we get sick and and how this works. In my opinion, you know, I've been studying this health stuff. I think since over the late almost uh, late seventies. I've been able to talk to uh, quite a few people over those years. How long is that? 40 years? And last night, about 2 o'clock in the morning, I woke up. I do that a lot. And um, I really felt feverish, you know, fluish. Fluish. And um, checked my temperature. I got one of those little Things you put in your ear. I like to take take it in the morning just to just to kind of get a feeling if Mr. Thyroid is happy. If you do the morning thyroid thing, and I was a little over a hundred, um, probably about two degrees warmer than ninety eight point six, which is a pretty good little hit. You got some some good things going on, and I'm always excited when I when I go through that. Uh, because it's it's just a uh, you know it's a perfect a perfect um, proof that we're getting stronger. So after all of these years, I've got a very clear idea in my state of consciousness. Some people say in my mind, but same thing. In my state of consciousness of how this works. So what I'm going to share with you this morning here, and please call with questions or comments, 888-663-6386, email patrick on radionetwork.com, is um, to the best of my knowledge of how this thing sets up when we talk about disease, and when we talk about um, um, disease, why we get sick. So first off, with my little thing last night, 
you know, I've been doing a heavy meat diet for about six weeks, you know, ex, um, experimenting with a carnivore kind of diet with meat and eggs and mm, fish, mm, cream, butter, a little fruit. What else? Probably something else in there, goat's milk. It's a pretty fun diet. I mean, it really tastes great. A lot of butter. Just as an experiment, got a couple of little things going on. Not not big deal, but and I started with um, just cutting out oxalates, and then once you really cut out all those things, I just wanted to cut those out just to see if that was real. You know, this whole oxalate thing, and if if any of the couple of little issues I have if they would go away. So we'll see. And um, so then last night, about uh, 2 o'clock, like I say, I had a 100 degree, I think 100.3 or something like that, which is almost 2 degrees over normal, whatever normal is. And I felt, you know, you could really feel it. Just kind of fluish. But it's so, you know, for me, it's so grateful and, and exciting the understanding that I've gained over these years to know that I'm not sick, that the body is doing what it wants to do, and that is to get rid of some things in there that have been building up or over time or who knows, who knows. And um, that's what the flu is. We don't catch a it's all in my opinion. I could be wrong. I don't think I am, but could be wrong. We don't catch a, a virus or a bacteria. That's been pretty much proven by the, by the real geeky folks out there. Uh, it's never been proven that we do catch a, a germ. We just don't. And someday somebody might prove it, and then, well, then we'll all be wrong. I don't think that's going to happen, but it could. But if they haven't proven it now over the last hundred years, I don't think they're going to, because it just doesn't work like we've been told, which is very exciting, um, because we never, ever, ever, ever have to concern ourselves with getting a fever, or getting strep throat, or getting all these different things, urinary tract infection. They're not infections. They're just not. They're all, in my opinion, they're all the body's natural detoxification process. And here's how I have come to believe after all these years how this works. It appears that toxics, toxins, chemicals, foods that just don't agree with us for whatever reason, we could have some... Um, things going on in the gut and so food doesn't work and then the leaky gut and there's all kinds of reasons why toxins and things that shouldn't be in the blood can get in there. Just a, you know, a myriad of reasons. And so we get these toxins in from the air or from food or from water or from toxic thoughts. Stinking thinking. They all pretty much work the same way. 
I think. It sure feels like it. It's not much different than taking in a toxin this way and, you know, buying into a toxic thought like, man, I'm no good. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm, gonna, I'm a loser. You know, something like that. And if you really believe something like that, you know, you can kill yourself doing that. People do. You believe you're a loser for 20 years, and believe me, you're, you're going to show, show results of that. So when we get these, and these are what, what we believe to be, in, a, in the physiological terms, of oxidized biomolecules that we've talked about, oxidation is the cause of disease. So, one of the reasons then why the uh, um, hydrogen works very well to help because it it's a very one of the best antioxidants. So it can help balance out these oxidized biomolecules that they get oxidized by too many electrons or protons or whatever, either too many positives or negative. I don't I don't understand exactly. And then they put a positive or a negative on the and then the uh, the biomolecule gets oxidized, and then that causes things to start getting um, cattywampus, and it can cause all kinds of issues. And then it appears with the work of German New Medicine that we then um, either add to tissues, add to tissues, um, Uh, needing to build up something that has been lost or take away tissues from a particular organ or something. So it's actually eating up the tissues just depending on what's going on in the person's body. So this, this oxidation and this damaging of the tissues through toxins and stinking thinking this, these damaged tissues have to be discarded out of the body. And the way they do that is to detox. And that's the way it works. And so we'll get a flu or um, a cold and this is just a a detox pathway to burn up excess tissues that have built up or tissues that have kind of eaten away and they've got to build up again. And this is what viruses and bacteria do. This is why they have them. And this is pretty much the classic um, terrain theory versus the germ theory. The terrain people don't, ex- I don't think they explain it as clearly as I am just because I don't know why they don't. But it's pretty clear, pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Uh, it's not that complicated. Uh, but it's fun when you understand it. So that gives a great deep knowingness that anytime there is pain or anytime there is um, a fever or mucus, cold, right? Or just all the different stuff we call disease, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, whatever, uh, thyroid, the body's really trying to just 
get back to status quo, homeostasis, or back in balance. Because the body's always trying to do that because that's what it does. You know, I'm a little molecule, I'm a little cell, and um, I'm, I have a certain mm, genetic, or I don't know about genetic, but I have a certain disposition about the way I am in this in this billions of cells, and um, and I'm going to always be there, and I'm always trying to get along with everybody and keep things happy, which is why we we just continue to um, to live and don't get eat up by by anything or don't kill ourselves when we're 50 by just being too crazy with diet and stuff. So we're, we're pretty good at it. And I think, and I think after a while we get better and better at it just because uh, you get a lot of practice, right? Well, I try, which I think is really, truly what evolution is. You know, the, uh, you know, the strong survive and, and, um, the species actually gets stronger. Um, I don't think we evolved for some monkeys and all that, but definitely evolution. And I believe that we've created all of the um, all of the different things along the way. I don't know when we came in as soul, and we'll probably never know till we leave this body. And and somebody says, "Well, this is how that happened." Oh, that's all right. This is how that happened. Really, when was that? Well, that was million years ago or half a million or who knows. People will tell you they but they don't know. Nobody knows for sure. And my experience is like what what happened last night is the body's really intelligent and it's not going to do for the most part more than we can handle at one time. So we feel really badly. But it just depends on how, you know, how up we are on, how keeping up we are in our detoxification process. So it's so different for everybody. For example, my experience and what I believe to be true now is that when we um, take an antibiotic or even take other stuff like hydrogen peroxide, things that actually kill things, um, I don't think it's a good idea. I just don't. I just don't think it's a good idea. For this reason that Say we are presenting with a thing called strep throat, which is a bacterial infection, and now we know that the body is using bacteria to clean up scar tissue or things that have gone wonky in the throat, and so many things can happen there. Um, just by telling a bunch of lies, you can you can damage your throat. Just by yeah, you could uh, just by not speaking your truth, you can damage your throat. And then when we damage the throat, then sometimes the tissues have to build up to try to heal it. And then after a while, when the body gets strong enough, it'll say, "Well, let's get rid of these 
extra tissues in our throat, and then the bacteria start eating the tissues, and then we call this strep throat. They named it strep throat. And then you go to the doctor, and doctors, God love them, they don't understand what I just said. They have no idea. That's scary when you and I know more than doctors. It's pretty scary. Um, then they'll give you an antibiotic, or me an antibiotic for the strep throat, and you take this antibiotic, and it kills the bacteria. That's what it's meant to do. And the bacteria get killed, and two days you feel better. You say, okay, dude, lay down, baby. Um, and you, and you, you feel better. Of course, because it killed the bacteria, right? You say, see, those antibiotics work. I got rid of my strep throat. But then, of course, it's going to come back because the, uh, the debris or the loose particles in your throat that the bacteria were doing their job to get rid of, they got called off the job because of the antibiotic killed them. And then when the body gets strong enough, its own infinite wisdom... this process will start again. Yeah, I don't know. I just keep getting strep throat every couple times a year. I don't know what that is about. Oh, I just keep getting pneumonia uh, two, three times a year. I have a friend of mine, great gal, and she's probably 85 or so. She's had her body 85 years. And um, she gets... Um, pneumonia, probably two or three times a year. And she, she kind of understands this, because I've talked to her about it, but uh, her family doesn't understand this, and they get all worried, and they think mom's going to die, which she could, and so they take her to the hospital. You know. So she just goes along with it, because she doesn't want to cause any problems. <laughs> She's hilarious. That's all right. God love her. funny, huh? But then, yeah, they'll give her antibiotics, and then three, four months later, happens again. You know, there are cases with pneumonia, and I, I guess with, with any kind of really full-out, hardcore bacterial infection, say if something is built up over years, and the bacteria are really in there having a party, and the person is really sick because the bacteria are just kicking booty. I guess there'd be cases if you just let it go, uh, the patient wouldn't be strong enough to make it. So, I mean, I'm sure there are cases where, um, look at that wasp, where, where the, you know, the antibiotics actually kept the person from dying. I'm sure there are cases like that. And it's above my pay grade to tell anybody what to do or, you know, the the science and the testing you would have to go through to really tell. But you could, if you really wanted to figure that out, you could, you know, you could you could just wean a wean person off of antibiotics so it wouldn't be 
um, that difficult. I mean, you could do it if you really wanted to. So they wouldn't be destined to a life of antibiotics or die. But, um, uh, you know, because you'll find doctors say, well, you know, antibiotics have saved a lot of people, and they probably have. So, in many cases, they have, because the patient was just too weak to do what I did last night and just get into it, because it was just a little fever, getting rid of something. Um, but only only you or your mom or somebody else would know if that's what you want to do. And I'm, I'm not here to tell you that's what you want to do, because it's not my job. Well, our phone number is uh, 888-663-6386. What do you think of this paradigm I've just laid out for you? That it's really just always a toxicity issue and not a germ issue. It's pretty cool, isn't it? If this is correct, I'm pretty sure it is. A lot of people agree with me, many people don't, but you know, it's okay. To me, when we you know, get to this point, it's such a, it's just a whole other ball game, right? So one, we never ever have to worry or be anxious about catching something. That's over. That's just over. To me, that one alone, whether it be measles, mumps, herpes, STDs, COVID, monkeypox, you know, all that crazy stuff. Colds, flus, no more. So isn't that great that we are so blessed to to know what we know now, or believe we know. Again, I could be wrong. Won't be the first time. No evidence that I am, and if there is some, bring it on, I'm, I'll change. Um, that it took this, this great gift from spirit called COVID to get us to this state of consciousness. Isn't it cool? So God bless COVID. A non-entity, by the way, <laughs> just a made-up thing, but it, it served its purpose to, to wake a lot of people up. And a lot of people move forward with their understanding, not only of governments, of, um, of government organizations, like the NSA and the NIH, the WHO, the CDC, and the AMA. And we found out by this great gift of COVID through this over the last two and a half years. Has it been that long? Yeah, we're, we're going to, well, two and a half years, right? I guess if we count the beginning of 2021, no, it was 2020, right? Was it 2020? Yeah, we went through two years, 2020 and 2021. Didn't we? I don't know. I lose track of time. Whatever. That we have this great gift to catapult us forward 
to grow spiritually like we have and to be able to see the way all of this uh, physiological stuff works. Because as we grow and expand our consciousness in on the spiritual level, soul, mind, body, soul, mind, emotion, then the body goes along with it and we have to, well, we, we, we see things that we, we just didn't see before. I mean, I thought about the germ theory before and, and I was kind of new. I never believed in catching a cold for many years, but I certainly didn't have an understanding of it the way I do now. Thanks to uh, so many people and my own research, I've looked into it a lot, you know, in spiritual exercises and uh, in the inner planes where I sometimes do a little soul travel and I can see things, how they work. But, you know, the work of Lanka, Kaufman, Cowan, of course, Fulmer, Sell, Lando, um, Ray Pete, Adam Brickstrom, you know, all the people that we've talked to, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, um, and to get a better better idea. Now, they don't all agree. Exactly. But, you know, it doesn't matter. We're not ever always going to agree on everything. It'd be boring if we did. Awareness of COVID, early March 2020. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. Because I know a good friend of mine that got madly sick like in December of 2019. And she was so sick, she thought she was going to die. Now, my theory about that, and I've told her this, and she almost there, my theory about this is that, and she's a very spiritually evolved soul, I know that. Much more, I know more than she even admits to herself, but it's another story. And I think what happened in her case, and what happened in many cases, who thought they've got COVID, but you know, we didn't ever get it, and I would mention to him, I don't think he really caught anything. Oh no, I, you know, they just weren't quite ready. And but that's okay. But I think they're very spiritually about people, those that got sick early on, because what they did, in my opinion, again I could be wrong, is that they detoxed early to beat the rush. They detoxed early. Spiritually, they knew this was coming. They knew they didn't want to be. I mean, soul is very smart, very intelligent. We have, um, we're omnipotent as in our being, omniscient. We know everything. We're all powerful. We are everywhere. What's that word for everywhere? Omnipotent, omniscient, omni whatever. But we are. That's just what our essence is. If you just think of us as a light. That's how I 
look upon soul who I am and who you are. <clears throat> so we know what's coming spiritually. And if soul, who you and I are, are able to get through to the ego, who you and I kind of think we are, Patrick and Lynn up in, uh, does a great job with us up in the flattest state in the world, in um, Nebraska, who takes notes for us, and also does great research when I need help like that. Thanks, Lynn. We love you. Um, that we know, and if we get through to the body, through the melody of the mind and emotions, the body's gonna do what it needs to do to prepare. Now I also, the same person who had this 2019 thing, who really takes care of herself and is a critical thinker, definitely one of us. She also had an incredibly crazy detox maybe uh, three weeks ago. For a long time, like three weeks. It was another one, just kicked her booty. And what I took away from that is I think, this is just my opinion, I think that just by that, it's kind of looking at how much hair the squirrels and the rabbits and the deer grow, mostly squirrels and rabbits, and you can predict how cold the winter's gonna be. I had a cat that lived outside mostly, a feral cat, and you can almost tell how cold the winter was going to be of how much fur she was putting on. So they know. So, if squirrels know, do you think we know? Yeah. And so what I took from my good friend who just went through another big one, and she's a pretty healthy gal, very healthy, but she still had some things to get rid of. For the next whatever, right? For the next whatever. And what's that going to be? Oh, just you wait. I think it's going to be some really crazy land stuff going on out there that you and I are going to get to watch. We are going to get to watch and it's going to be fun because we are learning how to watch without becoming involved. And how do we do that? We do that by realizing that it's just a movie. <gasps> Wait a minute. Is that possible? It's just a movie. So, if it's just a movie, which it is, it's just Maya, right? It's just the matrix, whatever you want to call it, physical reality, all the, the stuff all the stuff that we souls have mattered. That's right, we mattered it. 
Wait a minute. We mattered it. We mattered. We we mattered Klaus Schwab. We mattered Joe Biden. We mattered Donald Trump. We mattered everything. Hurricanes, chemtrails, global warming. We mattered it all. The media. What do you mean we mattered? We allowed it to matter. We believed in it. And the more we believed in it, the more it grew. And the more it grows, the more we believed in it, and then that's how things get out of hand. It's so simple. Wait a minute. Sure. I mean, think about the media. So I grew up in the 50s. Um, I've been around for a while. I grew up in the 50s, and back then, in the early 60s, it was, I think, Walter Cronkite, Huntley Brinkley. That was about it. Some other dude on ABC, but nobody ever watched ABC. And that was it. Can you imagine? That was it. Then you had a bunch of radio stations, and most of them were rock and roll or music stations. They didn't have talk shows back then, news stations. And then CNN came on the scene, I think, 1980. Ted Turner, remember old Ted? So little by little by little, we began to, we began to believe more of the lies that the media put out. And they've always put out lies. I mean, they don't tell the truth. Uh, Cronkite was on the CIA payroll. He admitted that. And, uh, you know, he didn't, he kept it pretty squeaky clean as far as what was going on in Vietnam. Because they didn't want Americans to freak. I don't think they were putting death tolls of Americans on TV at the time. Maybe they did, but there was about 60,000 Americans killed during Vietnam when I was in the military. I was not in Vietnam, but I was in during that time, 68, and hundreds of thousands of injured. They're still injured today or died since. I mean, it was an atrocious war, and it was all crap. It was all a war about control and oil and France and Vietnam and global positioning and it was all made up. That's what they do. But, you know, so Cronkite was in on the deal as was Huntley Brinkley and they would only do so much and they worked with the CIA to, uh, you know, because the CIA, these are all CIA operations all these wars. You know that, right? Ukraine, Iraq, Iran, Libya, they're all CIA operations. So, so we began to believe in the media more and more. So CNN came out, wow, they got this 24-hour news station. And people, I, I remember watching it. It's pretty cool. Not a lot of commercials and they had all kinds of stuff. Did I believe what they put on there? Sure. I mean, it was on TV. How could you not? If it was on TV, then it was true, right? So then they start doing more cable, more cable, local cable, and build up and build up. And then here we are today, you know, 40 years later, 90, 2000, 
25 years, 45 years later, and the more we believe, the more it would matter. So the more it mattered to us, the more it mattered in physical reality. That's how it works. The more it builds. Because we believed it. If we would have been aware enough in 1980 and 75% of the people said, no, that's crazy. I don't believe any of that stuff. It never would have went anywhere. They they wouldn't have done another cable TV show. But we weren't smart enough to do that because it was our karma to matter more matter. So this is this is the same way it works in the body. And if we do not detox this matter that builds up from toxins, bad diet and all this and all the rest of it, bad water, and then toxic thoughts, if we don't detox these let's just call it building up of tissue matters, crud, you know, crud, inflammation, then cholesterol goes in and calcium and, you know, all the stuff that the body does to save itself from an artery erupting, which is what happens in the arteries, right? But it all starts from, you know, um, toxins, worry, angst, and um, too much insulin. I mean, all the many reasons, dietary, that we create inflammation and then the body comes in and puts cholesterol, builds up calcium and and if you do that too much, well then it clogs it up. Right? But in the case of say heart, this is really cool, heart disease and all of the people that we've talked to and come to know and love over the years all of it added a piece to the puzzle. It's been fascinating to me to watch. Everybody had their little, Adam has his, his cool stuff and Ray Pete and Dr. Massey and the German New Medicine people and I have my little uh, addition there and Kaufman and Cohen. But that's, nobody has all of truth themselves. It just doesn't happen. We like to think it does. Oh, we like to think it does. But it doesn't. Nobody has the all of truth embodied because that's not the way it works. We souls are out here doing our bit to contribute to the whole. So everybody's contributing. I'm beginning to see this more clearly now. Everybody's contributing a little bit from their own perspective, from their own viewpoint and their own karmic relationship with spirit to do what they need to do. You know, Adam makes his living writing e-books, and um, you can go to solar, uh, solartiming.com and buy some of his e-books. He's got some of the coolest research ever, and this is his thing. He loves doing it, and he and Vibrant Cal live out there in, uh, in California, and um, support our show. Amazing people, just and they've got their niche of what they do, and they add tremendously to the pie. Do they have the whole piece of the pie? No. Does Ray Pete have the whole pie? No. Does Patrick have the no pie? No. Does anybody have the whole pie? No. No. It's just like one big pizza, one God pizza, and we're all putting our slices in there. 
And then everybody, you, are pretty, are, are putting your slices in there with your family and your work, and then you get to, you get to, you get to test the pizza. Oh, which one do I want? Yeah, I'm gonna try this piece. And we we try to encourage you to look and see what the truth is. Look and see. Well, that's interesting. I think I might try that one. That'd be fun. And then trial and success, trial and success. You know, I gluten-free for two months, and boy, did I feel better. Well, what does that tell you? Maybe you won't do gluten, you know. Don't do it and then figure out if you want to, how to, you know, if you really want to eat gluten, you could probably figure out what kind of damaged tissues that have got you to the point where your body doesn't want to do gluten. Who knows? Or you can just give it up and don't do it. It's all choice. It's all your choice. What do you want to do? What do you want to eat? How do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? Isn't that fascinating? I just love life. I tell you what. It's pretty fun. Have you ever wondered why elk velvet antler could be good for you? So every year they shed it, and then in the spring they begin growing a new rack, a new set of antlers. Three months, they grow it in three Three months. Three months. Think about the biggest moose rack you've ever seen, the biggest elk rack or deer rack you've ever seen. That's three months of growth. It's amazing. Now, so what you have is this organ that starts off as nothing and grows within three months to be an organ that's covered in skin, hair, veins, arteries, nerves, totally enervated it's got bone and osteous tissue and bone marrow it's essentially a limb it requires special molecules like growth factors to accelerate the growth of it and so there's growth factors in there that grow all the types of tissue that are found on it bone bone marrow nerves skin blood all of that is being grown by these growth factors and you can put that into your own blood and help yourself regenerate tissue well that's why we use it around here you can click and order Elk Velvet Antler from Daniel Vitalis or Thrival and Easter Thrival link right here on OneRadioNetwork.com. You can do that if you'd like, and uh, we encourage you to do that. We appreciate it. Uh, Daniel's products are so great, and it's Elk Velvet Antler, Pine Pollen, <clears throat> excuse me, Colostrum. Colostrum, hmm, let's see, Colostrum, and then Shaga and Rishi, and uh, that, well, Vitamin D3, He's got some cool things working, the digestive things that I love. He's just got some some really nice, um, let me do this one thing here, over here. Oh, cool. Got some really nice products that I think you'll enjoy. There's four different kinds of colostrum. Now, we got original, original. original, and vanilla, and chocolate, and strawberry on Survival on OneRadioNetwork.com. My friend was down in Los Angeles uh, recently, and he brought up some pure sulfur. We just ordered some from you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I was just looking at it, and I was like, wow, you know, this stuff really is totally different. So I just, I put a tablespoon in my mouth and mm. just chugged it with water, and wow. Yeah, thanks. A lot of people get that wild thing. 
I felt something first time I took it about three years ago, and we've been promoting this pure organic sulfur ever since. Two-pound orders, three different prices, United States, Canada, worldwide, and you can click an order right now on the front page right here, oneradionetwork.com. I'm getting my uh, sulfur in tomorrow. Well, I've been missing it for about a week and a half or so. I don't know how I got behind in ordering. And I could, I, you know, I can feel, it's crazy after all these years, I can feel a difference. Clarity and just a little bit of, I don't know, a little bit of, you know, like that, when you take this sulfur. Uh, and I, I, I placed an order today, and I do all the, put all the orders in, I copy and paste them, and I send them over to Cindy our sulfur distributor. And this is pure sulfur. There's no um, uh, tag-alongs and excipients. Uh, um, silicone dioxide, they put that a lot in sulfur. And ours doesn't have that. And the reason they put it is because most sulfurs is also sold, excuse me, most sulfurs is also sold in um, capsules. You'll notice Ours is not. And they use different things to put in there so they can get the sulfur to go into the capsules in these encapsulating machines. And it's not good because it's not good. It's just not good. Isn't that weird? It's funny how that works. So, um, get some. You can order oneradionetwork.com. If you want more than four pounds, just, uh, oh, let me, boy, it's warm in here. I got my t-shirt on, too. Must be really hot outside. I'm going to lower the temperature a little bit. Whoa, not that low. I'll freeze. Okay, there you go. Pretty warm. Boy, it's been really, been really hot here, really. If you'd like to try our, our sauna, this is great. I'm in this puppy every night of my life. I was in there twice last night because I did it before bed. And uh, then I you know, had this little fever thing going on, which is gone now. Um, for about two or three hours last night, my body was doing something fun, burning through something, karmic, and... Um, and then I did it again this morning, early five or so, and then took a cold shower and went back for a little for a little nappy before before I got up about seven thirty. These saunas are great. Uh, you can order one from me if you like. Twelve ninety five delivered, and uh, we ship them all over the world. Just email me Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Say I'd like to get one of these guys. This is the best price you're going to get anywhere. Guarantee, guarantee, anywhere. Can't get a better price. Matter of fact, this price is so cool, they don't even allow us to put it in print because they don't want people to, um, you know, copy and paste it and put it in Google. Hey, you can get one over there. Because they, they really would prefer to sell them for, I think, fourteen ninety five. But we just do it because we can. And they said, it's okay. Just can't print in print. So twelve ninety five. Just email me, Patrick at one radio network dot com and we'll hook you up. So 
this really plays into what we've been talking about so far this morning is that when you sauna every day, every day, so many good things happen. Not just to, in the detoxification pathways, but, you know, the skin and all that, and kidneys. But the heart and the arteries and the entire everything works better, gets stronger when when you sauna. And a really good motivation to have one yourself and not just in the gym. They've actually seen studies, and you can see this video on our sauna page with, um, who's that gal? She's a doctor. Wanda, Rhonda, Rhonda Patrick. Something like that. That the more you do it in the week, five times, six times, it has a, 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 a significant effect on the benefits. Isn't that interesting? So yeah, you could, you could, I think one of our guests that we played a commercial, he says, yeah, I do it every day of my life. Yep, yeah, so do we. So check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Arsona, OneRadioNetwork.com. Just email me and I'll hook you up. Know the Source on One Radio Network. Oh, yeah. So I had some really nice grass-fed hamburger with a couple egg yolks and butter for breakfast this morning. I don't do breakfast a lot, but I think I'm going to start. Adam suggests it's a good thing to do breakfast. And I think he's right. I think there's something to it. I don't know. So I'm going to start doing breakfast. You know, I used to do almonds and a little fruit. and But then now that I'm doing oxalates, almonds are very high in oxalates. I miss them, kind of. Not really. So I had a hamburger, and um, I love egg yolks on the meat. You ever done just the raw egg yolks? Really? And butter. And then, boy, after I had that, I really was craving a coffee. And I pretty much have been off coffee for months, months, months. You know, every now and then. But it was really nice that I wanted a coffee. I didn't think about whether I should have a coffee, whether it was coffee allowed and all that stuff. I just have one. I really enjoyed it. I did a cobalamin tonic. Somehow after eggs in the morning, there must be some chemical balance into the chocolate and we do a kamalamine tonic we do chocolate and um, maple syrup and uh, cream and coffee so as far as you know not getting dogmatic about what you're eating I would really encourage that for you I want that for you because I don't want you to be stressing out what you can or cannot eat. Don't do that. 
We've all done it. I remember when I was a macro-neurotic 40 years ago. I can't eat that. can't have that. It's such a head trip. It's all ego. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody cares. You think if you have a coffee, even if it was the worst thing in the world, which it isn't, it's going to lower your your level of, I don't know, happiness, longevity. It's all head trip. I was listening to Isn't that great that nobody cares what you eat? <laughs> nobody. And I would not put a lot of energy into, I wouldn't put any energy into not loving what you choose to eat. I don't care whether it's pizza, coffee, ice cream, I don't know, post-toasties. that's what you want, go for it. Enjoy it, be happy, and if it proves that that food, you don't like it, you know, your body says, woo, then don't eat it. Or if you want to eat it, then you can, and put up with the woo again. Doesn't matter. So I was listening to Sally K. Norton uh, the other day, just kind of re-listening to the show. I do it sometimes, with some people because I miss I miss a lot of it being on the air with the person because there's always a new question that is just waiting to ask them so I'm working on the inner and on the outer soul traveling while I'm on the air with them looking at looking at emails so I, I can miss a lot I hear it uh, but I don't get it you know, when we hear something, doesn't mean we get it. We hear a lot of things and that are good for us to know, but they don't really, as the saying goes, sink in. We don't really think about them afterwards. We must, not must, yes we do, we must think about something after taking information in and discern for ourselves whether or not we want to believe it or not believe it or take it further. Otherwise, two not-so-good things happen. This is really fun. I don't even know I was going to talk about this. Spirit, I just downloaded. Um... The first is, when we take in something that's interesting information, you know, whether about oxalates or the heart or I don't know, whatever, just whatever. And we kind of know deep down that there's something really good. If we don't write it down and contemplate it, think about it later, 
we don't necessarily have to write it down, pretty much we're not going to keep it. It just goes in our subconscious and, you know, it might pop out again if something comes up, maybe, if you're lucky. I've noticed this in my studying screenwriting. I'll read a book, and I, I read it really slow. It might take me three months to read one book on screenwriting, somebody that I really like, and then I'll, I'll read a page or two, and then when something comes up, that's, oh, that's interesting, I could try that, you know, about a character or a scene or how to write this, you know. It's very fascinating. They can write notes. And then you have the notes, and then even when you write it down, it will leave. But then if I go back and look through these notes from time to time as I'm working on a screenplay, oh yeah, I can try that thing. Well, it works the same way with everything. If you're learning about money, if you're learning about geopolitics, learning about how to write a novel, um, we have to contemplate spiritual ideas, especially spiritual ideas. This is why so many people get kind of uh, taken with a particular guru, like from India, you know, and they travel around the country, whatever. And then you go see them at a weekend workshop or something, and uh, you get all crazy high listening to the beautiful words, but then it usually wears off the next week because people don't take the time to think about what that person said and to really integrate it to see if, is this interesting, is this right? Can I use this moving forward? And then work with it. I don't know what you call that. I guess it's just called critical thinking, right? I don't know. So this is what I'm learning to do with screenwriting. And it's pretty fun. And I would encourage you to do the same pretty much for whatever you really want to know, you really want to learn about. And you can do it in our, on, our, um, on our website. And we have, I don't know, what do we have, 4,000? What the latest count is? 3,500 free podcasts. And you can put in different things in our search function and listen to these shows and, you know, take notes and think about what they're saying. Maybe there's something there that can help you to, um, you know, to move forward. Pretty cool, huh? Maybe there's something there. Yeah, we tend to get these little pieces of information bits by bits in different settings. You know, in podcasts or movies or books, people will bring it up. Hey, have you thought about... You'd be surprised when people say that. You listen, because they may be telling you something that... Um, hmm, have you thought about... Have you thought about this for that rash? Because sometimes they'll give you exactly what the next step is. 
That's, just be there. And that's a miracle. This is, this is what I call miracles. That's what a miracle is. I mean, it has to be a miracle, right? It has to be spirit working through people to give you exactly what you need at that moment and you're ready to hear. How is that not a miracle? And then the body heals. Pretty fun, huh? I need some water now. Hey, our phone number is 888-663-6386 and the email patrick at one radio network.com Okay. Let's get into some emails here. Now this is from Anne. She is in um, Australia. Let me let me let me do this. Let me get this water thing. Hold on a second. Sorry, I had to go a long way for <laughs> I had to go further than I thought. <laughs> it's great, huh? Well, we're live here. It's 10 minutes after 11 Central Time. OneRadioNetwork.com Hope you don't mind I came casual today with our little shirt, our One Radio Network shirt. Patrick uh, from Anne. Hmm. I re-listened to your talk with Drs. Tom Cowan and Andy Kaufman. Hmm. And when did we have them on? Was it six months ago? All these, all these uh, podcasts are there, either on BitChute for video or on archives. 
easy to find. Just type Kaufman or Cowan in our search function. And the things that you have been saying about health and the connection between our minds, bodies, and soul. This reflected another experience when I was listening to I was listening to Dr. Cowan another show too. Sorry, I just lost my place there. It was like looking out and finding a vast landscape in front of my window instead of one tree on a road stretching to some unseen silent place. Hmm. What I want to share is that I doubt I could have understood or accepted your ideas or their discussion at all had I not already read the work of another maverick scientist, biologist Jeremy Griffith, Griffith's uh, understanding of the human condition, the human soul, seems to me to really explain why, as Kaufman said, the science of life has an overall understanding that is completely inverted also to explain the integrated connection between everything. Griffith's book is also called Freedom. Listening to your perspective on human health, I thought of Jeremy's work, which is about healing the deep psychological soul wound of humankind might be something we have interest to him. Thanks. Never heard of him. A couple ideas on, on that, the way you worded it. I mean, um, so as soul, we don't have any wounds. We don't have any, we, we're, we're not penetrated by anything. Nothing can hurt us. We have just allowed the mind to buy into certain psychological imbalances and then believe that we are the mind, the ego, and the only thing we need to do to heal that is then to know that we are not the mind or the ego and then it's gone. So I would I would encourage you not to think of somebody who's wounded, as you put it, in, in our soul. We are soul. There's no wounded, or there's no nothing attached to the soul. The soul, who you and I are, that we're just confused. We think we are the ego, and so when we think we're the ego, the mind, emotions, that kind of runs things. And so soul is in the background feeling the pain and the crazy, the crazy land. Um, and the healing is just about discovering that that's a false paradigm 
and then doesn't exist anymore because it doesn't matter, because we know it doesn't matter, because it's not real, and then when it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, and then the body heals. The other day you said you had a smoothie. Um, yeah, I did. When was that? Was it Friday? Yeah. And could you tell me what you currently would be your go-to smoothie recipe and what colostrum you're using? And the protein powders that you mentioned, um, yeah, those are from Shen Blossom, the Grotein. They're both uh, in Shen Blossom website. You'll see them there. Um, I'm not sure what they're called. I can find it here real quick. Protein, protein, protein. But you'll see them if you go to Shen Blossom. Do something. And then you know the smoothie. I, I you know the other day I just did fruit and bananas and colostrum, and the colostrum is from Sir Thrival Daniel Vitalis. And they have four different kinds, by the way, which is pretty cool. Um, traditional private reserve, all products. Yeah, the two, it's called Grotein, Protein Nutrition Powders. Oh, the... Things moving slow this morning. Oh, what's up? <laughs> Essential chlorophyll protein and total nutrient protein. Two of them. Um, bamboo pith is the first ingredient on total nutrition protein, and pumpkin seeds, protein concentrate, and bamboo leaf, chickweed, they have some really fun ingredients. So I think, you know, I think fruit and, and almond milk, and, um, and then banana, and you know, fruit, and these protein powders, pretty good choice in colostrum. But I sure have been feeling less and less need for sugar since I've um, been doing this heavy meat, heavy, heavy meat, butter, egg, fat, fruit, diet. Um, it's crazy. Just don't really feel better. Don't, don't do that. So this is, I think, I think it's a matter of blood sugar. I think for me, I feel uh, more grounded, more clarity, uh, more energetic, more ability to 
you know, critically think about something, say, well, I wonder if that, I wonder how that is, if that goes down. Hmm. When my blood sugar is low. When, for me, when my blood sugar is high, I tend to get more, you know what I mean? Jelly bean, you know, like more, um, more um, naive, if you will, more less critically thinking and more jumping onto something, which I don't want to do. You just get in trouble. So, um, so the sugar thing for me is is interesting. So I'm learning a lot doing this little experiment. My blood sugar is like 50 now. Now whether I'm not saying that's good, but I feel better when it's 50 than it's when it's 90. Just feel. Make sense? Hey, sorry to hear your body is revolting. No, don't be sorry. See, you're not understanding it. I had a fever last night, 2 a.m., because my body was strong enough to deal with something it needed to deal with. So that's a good thing. Don't be sorry. Be sorry that you're not doing it. So why don't you say, hey, Patrick, sorry to hear that I'm not detoxing like you are. I believe the culprit is dairy. No, 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 you don't understand. There's no culprit here. I used to get sick multiple times every winter around the holidays when I would relax my diet. I always suspected that I was sensitive to dairy products, but it's hard to avoid and when everybody else around you is basically having a junk food eating contest. So last year I committed to not eating any dairy products and voila, I didn't get sick once. Maybe you could give that a shot. Ask Dr. Klitz about dairy. Yeah, no, I've been eating, drinking goat's milk for years. So for me, it's not dairy. The, the body, you know. If dairy, if I wasn't doing okay with dairy, I would have been getting floozy kind of things every few months, right? The body wouldn't wait two years, say, hey, and then get rid of it in two hours. You understand what I'm saying? This was a two-hour fever. Yeah, if you can't do dairy, then don't do it. Now, there's a big difference between, Michael, between um, raw dairy and pasteurized dairy. And then store-bought um, kefir and um, yogurt because they all have sugar in them. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, and you're going to know pretty quick, Lee, if you're not digesting dairy. You'll know pretty quick. You just won't, way before you get snot and the flu, you won't feel clear, sleep, digestion, elimination. And if you do all that, then it's not the dairy. If you're digesting and eliminating and have clarity and sleeping fine on dairy, 
and then two months later get the flu and you blame it on dairy, I think, I don't think that's right. Personally. Yeah, we're going to have Dr. Kiltz on. And remember, what I have to say, or what Dr. Kiltz has to say, or what anybody has to say, is only a guidepost for you to say, I wonder if that's true for me. But don't do something or not do something because of what somebody else says. You're in a weakened position. I mean, certainly if you respect somebody like Dr. Ray Pete and he loves orange juice or Adam loves orange juice, try it. But go in it with an objective view. That's interesting. I like Dr. Ray Pete. He drinks orange juice. He's doing pretty good. He's over 80. Maybe I'll try it. That idea. But it's important because that that skews the results when we think that this is good or bad for us. It just does. So you're not getting a good reading. This is why we keep talking about trying to look at things from this perspective of who we are as soul objectively and state of the mind because the mind is always good or bad and then when we have a predisposed disposition about something, I don't care what it is, the results are skewed. Which is again why I say, I don't know how any study could ever be, ever be valid. I'm beginning to believe, I would never believe any study. I don't care who does it. How, do you, how could you control what people are thinking? So you have a thousand people and somebody does coffee every day and somebody does not. How could you control what they think about coffee or what they think about their relationship and how that affects how they feel? So, to me, it's all nonsense. What you got, baby, is you with free choice, free will, and the ability to contemplate and critically thinking about your life and my life. That's what we got. And that's how we figure out what's our best course of action depending on our goals. I'd like to live hmm, 110, 120 maybe just because I like to see my great-great-grandchildren playing a football game. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever your goals are. And then you could work towards that goal. And I guarantee you that you can accomplish that goal if you objectively look at everything you're doing without being for or against something and then modify your behavior accordingly. As you go, you could reach any goal you want. I think you can live forever if you want. I don't know if I'm into that. This place is crazy, you know, Earth. Um, But you can, if you want. No doubt about it. What that would take for you or me to do that? Uh, Probably a lot. 
You can do it though. But it would be acting from the now, which is all there is. Every now, 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 now. Well, what if I eat this? Is that going to get me where I want to go? What if I do this? If I exercise, is that going to get me where I want to go? And then it doesn't, and then you stop and change. But you're always looking towards the goal. Which is how we contact spirit. Same way. Same way. Have you heard about the Georgia Guidestones bombing? I have. A bomb destroyed one of the panels at 4 a.m. Wednesday morning. They tore down the rest of the six monuments this afternoon. Oh, that, did they tear the whole thing down? I didn't know that. Yeah, the Georgia Guidestones, that's a trip. I don't know who put that up. Do we know who put that up? But it's a whole Illuminati, one world government thing where they said that um, they wanted to lower the population. What was it, 500 million, I think? 500 million? From 7 billion to 500 million. That's quite a, that's quite a culling operation. It's called genocide. So I don't know who put up the George Gordstone, but somebody blew it up. I know I saw that. Pretty cool. Do you see killing animals for food against the organic law encroachment on another being's property? I do not. Depending on how you do it. Everything, everything depends on our attitude about it. Now, everything is eating something in physical reality. Everything. Ticks are eating something, ants are eating something, plants are eating something, something are eating plants, tigers are eating something, <laughs> something are eating tigers, everything, everything. Bacteria is eating something. Viruses are eating something in our body because that's where they live. Everybody's eating something. So I think we need to get over that it's not right to kill something. It's just part of the deal. It's just part of being in physical reality. Everything has a beginning and an ending. Most everything. We humans, as I just said, could probably keep our body for whatever as long as we want. But there'll probably be a time when we're ready to give it up because the body did have a beginning. And what has a beginning has an end. The body has a beginning, so it will have an end. Soul does not have a beginning, so it won't have an end. Because in a sense, we've always been around because we're part of God and we've always been around. Now, I can't explain exactly how that works, but that's a trip. So do you question, emailer, KMF? When we, um, are grateful to eat meat or chicken or fish, um, and we support the very best treatment of them through various 
farmers markets and we support them feeding the very best foods so they have a cool life you know they have a good life and they're treated with respect it's a good thing when they leave they've done their animal karma maybe they've done their cow karma and they'll move on to something else Maybe it'll be a horse. Maybe it'll be a buffalo. Or maybe they'll, I don't know, maybe someday be a dog. They go up. Always another step. So have you done that animal any harm? Have you mistreated that animal? Have you disrespected it? Most people do. But that's bad juju. So yeah, karmically, if I think, my opinion, if we support, I shouldn't say it, I don't want to talk about somebody else. It's just not good. Just do the right thing. Find the best food, uh, support them. You know, the Maori in, is that the Maori? In Australia, uh, the American Indians, all tribes all over the world, uh, all eat meat, and they just treat the animals with respect. They actually say a little prayer, oftentimes, like just like we say grace, and thank the soul of the cow for giving up its life for us. So to me, that's a beautiful thing. It's very powerful. And personally, I think that we humans can do really good on meat, maybe better on meat than just on vegetables. We'll see. But if you have a thing about killing animals and you don't want to do it, no problem. Figure it out. Just eat vegetables. You can figure it out. So I don't think it's easy, but nothing's easy, but just do it. What you don't want to do is pick on people who don't believe the way you are, and then you're, then you're, you know, then you become a vegan, a vegan Nazi or a carnivore Nazi. Don't do that. Just eat the way you want to, respect the food, be grateful for the food, whether it's animal or vegetable, God doesn't care. You think God cares if you eat a steak or eat a broccoli? This is from Phil. Hello, Phil. If we are soul and we are not the body or the ego, then why does anything like supplements are what we eat matter. Your still is great on the spiritual stuff, but I am often find that with the guests and products, it shifts the focus right back to the body and ego. If we focus on diet and body, then doesn't it then become real for us 
what can affect us. You're thinking, good for you. For example, if you think oxalates can affect your body, then they can. Before you even knew about oxalates, why would they have any effect on you? Very good. See, this is the kind of conversation that's great. I don't think, Phil, there's any doubt that if we think oxalates are bad for us, that they are bad for us. You're on it. You're thinking. No doubt about it. If we think coffee's bad for us and have coffee, it's not good. If we think bats fat, bat, fat, bat, <laughs> fat is bad for us, and we have it, then it's, then it's um, no good. To your question about how could oxalates even hurt us if we don't even think about them? He says here, these guy's really thinking, before you even knew about oxalates, why would they have any effect on you? It's a great question. The only way, what things build in the body, unknowingly, right? Things can build in the body. Because as souls, we can worry, or believe in time, or believe in something can hurt us, or have angst about something, have a hatred of Bill Gates or Fauci or the government, and fill all of these thoughts and feelings and images hmm, are in the body at that moment. And these, this tension in the gut or in the muscles or in the liver with anger, in my opinion, can then allow other things to stick there because you're in an area with less circulation, with energy around it. Does that make sense? So your liver is kind of clogged up because of anger. Anyway, it's got this darkness around it. And I've seen this on the inner planes. There's actually some darkness around um, souls, um, organs. I've seen it. So then things like glyphosates, oxalates, if, they're, if in fact they are poison, poison, and I don't know, I think they could be, can stick there, much like um, the whole process of inflammation in the arteries with too high of insulin levels, too much sugar, and then the cholesterol comes in, you know, to patch up the arteries, and then the calcium comes in to smooth it out, and that's how the body does it. I believe that things can also build up just like tension and fear and worried about nurturing somebody can build up tissues in the breast for women. It's a nurturing thing, right? And then that can keep building up into a tumor. And they said, oh, look at Joyce. She's got a tumor in her breast. Let's cut that out. When Joyce created it because of tension, with her father or mother or brother or kids. And these tissues that were damaged built up. 
Now, if she would have been detoxing with rebounding and sweating and um, foods that weren't adding to that breast tissue lump, and some foods can, right? She maybe never would have built up. So unless we can look at all the loose particles, Phil, and look at them all together, it's difficult to understand exactly how that works. Now as far as supplementation in the body, since we are not God-realized beings yet, which means that we do have periods from time to time, whether it be five minutes or an hour, of being, um, I don't know, worried about something or thinking about something that doesn't need to be thought about, which is anything other than God. I know this gets a little geeky, but this is how it works. Our real job is, to Phil's point, if we just thought about God, talked to God, connected with God every moment of every day, then that's all we did. The body would just be totally clear, clean, you'd eat anything. Maybe you wouldn't need to eat. Who knows? I don't know. That makes sense? So none of us are at that point today. So we can use supplements, whatever, hydrogen, all the things we promote, good food. It's all all food. It's all energy, right? It's all information. A... um, Ribeye steak has information in it. That information translates into different molecules and vitamins and minerals. And that goes in. It's all information. It's all light. That goes in the body and helps the body to do what it needs to do. So we're eating. So that means we're, we're not God-realized. I have, I know several spiritual masters, they don't eat anything, ever. Because you don't really need to do it. If you're just eating God, you don't need to eat. So, that, so that's how that plays out with the, um, the foods, you know, the supplements. But think of, a, you know, a calcium supplement. Not, you know, what's another, a better one? I don't know. It's just information. It's just information. No, just like orange juice and steak and broccoli is information. So we can eat for now as we're learning how not to eat because that's where we're all going. Trust me. Someday. Here or somewhere else. The whole food thing has just been um, we're just all spiritually evolving and so when we're spiritually evolving we eat. But virtually all the energy and the the chi we get is from God. 
and the sun, which is a soul, channeling spirit, the sun, and the moon, and the stars. It's pretty cool. So when you say it shifts our focus back to the body and ego, not really, Phil. You know, if we think of, just think of the body as something, you know, we got to deal with. It's our karma. We have a body. So we've got to play it out for as long as we choose to, I guess, or as long as we want to. It's not like we can just say, you know, I'm done. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, people do it. And they call that suicide. I don't recommend that. That's not good. <laughs> that, that creates so much karma for you to kill yourself, you don't even want to think about it. Because this is really, when we do that, uh, thumbing our nose at God and saying, you know, I got this body, thanks, but no thanks. Not cool. Not cool. It's a great email. You're really thinking. Let's see, did I? But I often find that with the guests and products, it shifts the focus right back to the body and ego. Only for a minute, Phil, just with that attitude. You know, this will, if I feel a little better by eating, <laughs> if I feel a little better, keep my blood sugar up. Once again, this is all symptomatic. We can learn how to keep our blood sugar up without any food. So this is just supplementation. We're just supplementing with food or with colostrum. So just, and then the more, the better we feel, the more energy we have, it's easier to focus on the spiritual life, God, because we feel good. And we got our work done, we have more leisure time to meditate or contemplate. We have more energy to live the life that we want. So these are, these things are all just, albeit symptomatic, but they're just temporary. 